The Ed and Tom Show presents the Fantasy Island Boys Fantasy Football Podcast. Christmas and Happy New Year, Merry Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, and all that fucking shit. I am your Lord Commissioner, one half of the Ed Tom Show, Tommy motherfucking T. How are you doing, guys? Oh, I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. Hey, to my right, we have a special guest for this FIB Fantasy Island Boys Fantasy Football Podcast, if you will, uh, finale. Who's to my right? Finally, T Dog is came back. <laughs> I said that wrong because I'm retarded, but I have came back to the fantasy football podcast. There we go. Is come back. I'm an idiot. Is come back. Wow, college education paying off. <laughs> sound, sound like powder, don't I? <laughs> no, you don't sound like him at all. Okay, cool. But. Uh... <laughs> Oh man! So how how things been going for you? I know, but how about the rest of the league? Tell them. Uh, things have been things have been going pretty good. Uh, work wise, school wise, it can improve a little bit, you know. But it's okay. We don't got to talk about that. Yes, please. Let's um, not talk about that. I got the females all over me. What do you? Uh, the males. The females. Oh, females. Yeah. Well, but, all right. Well, I mean, what's that getting you? Punani. Mm. Is that a, <laughs> is that a sandwich? I mean, it could be. Okay. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully not pastrami sandwich. That'd be gross. Oh, gross! All right, let's get this <laughs> thing back on track. So, we have had Christmas past us. Well, has passed us. Um, a lot of things have of come and passed come and passed, come and went, like uh, Mandalorian season finale. Uh, Rise of Skywalker. Um, a GoFundMe account was created. So a little backstory. Uh, my friend and yours, B Lover, has gifted me his second ticket to the 49ers, San Francisco, uh, the Seattle, San Francisco Week 17 game in Seattle, which is happening tomorrow. We are recording this Saturday night, by the way. So tomorrow. I will be meeting B Lover in Seattle and going on a date with him to a game. Um, so, T Dog to my right here Hello. has uh, come to Lacey, Washington, and was trying to get tickets and was uh, waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting because uh, uh, one uh, Dale Hello. was trying to get uh, some tickets to come to this game. Um, I, I don't know what happened there, waited too long, just not, didn't didn't uh, materialize. So Tyler, as a joke, 
starts a GoFundMe account <laughs> to get a ticket to the game. Tyler, what happened with that? Um, all right, so I was looking I was looking at my bank account and I was like, all right, I can make this purchase, but any purchases won't be able to be made in the future. So I was like, as a joke, let me see uh, how much people love me, you know, and let's put a GoFundMe out there, you know, see, send Tyler to the Niners versus Hawks game in Seattle. Put it out there, put a $400 uh, goal within probably, I'd say, 18 hours. Got four hundred fifty of the four hundred dollars out of it. That is freaking amazing. And I love each one of you guys that donated, and it was amazing to see that. And I am going to the game, and I will be there cheering on my Niners at the Hawks. Bang bang Niner gang. Bang bang Niner gang. Yeah yeah, that's gonna be dope. And you'll be sitting one section over from B Lover and I, so so uh, we can be pretty close to watching you get your ass beat or beat somebody's <coughs> Morty ass. Oh yeah. So let's uh, let's make sure we try and keep this uh, wholesome and uh, pretend like we've been there before. And uh, let's not get blood on our jerseys. I'll try. I'll try not to, but I'll get defensive if I have to. Uh, just remember, it's just a game. It's just a game. Right. I know the Seahawks fans are the ones we got to worry about, but uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll Last see. time I was at the stadium, I think I was eight years old. Yeah, and you saved my life, literally. Literally, Tyler saved my life the last time I was there because we both wore Niner jerseys to a Seahawks Saints playoff game. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, him being by my side basically saved uh, any sort of uh, altercation with uh, Seahawks uh, patrons, if you will. Um, Yeah, so... Yeah, thank you for that. But uh, now you're 20, and I am 41, so uh, <laughs> hopefully things are just non-eventful. Let's just say non-eventful. Let's just have a, let's have <laughs> let's a great have a game. Great for the game. Division. Go Niners. Yeah, yeah. Go Niners. This is for the West. For the West and the number one seed, by the way. <laughs> we win. Niners win. We got the number one seed. Saints, or Saints win, excuse me. Seahawks win. They have a chance for the one seed. They need uh, Green Bay and New Orleans to lose, right? Yeah. In order have for them to get the, the one seed. losing to the Lions, though. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, the Packers may be. Well, if the number one seed's on the line, which they won't know, they have to win. They're, I don't <clears> think <throat> they're going to rest their starters, though. I legit don't think they're going to do that. If the number one seed is on the line, they're going to start their starters, and so is New Orleans. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We will see what happens. But it is shaping up to be the game of the year. And what a way way to close out the season. And better yet, the decade. um, The freaking decade. The last NFL game of the decade is Niner Seahawks for the NFC West and a possibility of the first round, or excuse me, first round by as well as home field advantage on the line. You can't oh, yeah. make this shit up, and you cannot write it up any better. I am so goddamn pumped. I am excited for this game. I have my clothes set up right next to me to my right, and that's all I've been thinking about all day. Since <laughs> tomorrow. I've been thinking about tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be a freaking blast. Speaking of blast, how about that Mando series? Oh, my God, it's so good. It's yeah. so good. I said on the uh, on the FIB group chat last night or yesterday or something, is Disney Plus better release something original and new soon or they're going to see a drop in uh, subscriptions because 
Mando was really the the one and well not the one and only but the main reason why I signed up as soon as uh, it released uh, oh, the yeah. the app or the service um, rather. Um, but now that it's over, what what do you think? What do you think of uh, the story as a whole? Well, the story was great. It was uh, fun learning about Mando and his backstory and just them in general. But it was actually just great series overall and i fell in love with baby yoda like everyone else did in the world yeah that was that's pretty dope and uh if you've listened to uh, kevin smith's podcast uh fat man and beyond uh he gets to go to the rise of skywalker uh what's it called rise of skywalker premiere um before everybody all the regular peons get to see it and he uh <clears throat> ran into john favreau favreau there and was asking him Mando questions, and he didn't realize that he's like, so who came up with uh, Baby Yoda? And first of all, he said it's not Baby Yoda. <laughs> he said, but he kind of like shrugs his shoulders, like, really? Do you, who who do you think? And he's like, you. And he's like, of course. So John Favreau had the idea for the Baby Yoda-like species or character to be in this in the storyline. So the dude not only is a genius he is a super genius wrote the entire first season and had help directing of course but uh jesus i just we this dude needs he 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 did uh iron man one wrote and directed i think he wrote it but he did direct it and then uh which basically kicks off the entire first phase of uh the mcu and basically the the baseline for the mcu and then does this on disney plus this dude we need to hand him the keys to the castle and he needs to run with it oh yeah yeah i know it's not him all by himself he has to have a team of people with him but he gets the his face gets the gets the uh the brunt of the credit and and it's awesome i don't give a shit just let him keep doing it but uh uh Everybody has fell in love with Baby Yoda. We just, for a lack of terms, we don't have a name to call him other than the child. The child. Um, the child. Everybody has fell in love with the child. Um, I, on the other hand, have re-fell in love with uh, uh, Cara Dune. Oh yeah. Uh, Gina Carano. Uh, that sh- she. Oh wow. That dude. Or that dude. <laughs> <laughs> that chick that chick is something else i mean not a great actor or actress if you will but man she's beautiful uh yep yeah, she's big she's I, big but she is beautiful yeah i've always said i would never date a woman that's bigger than i am but i'd make an exception <laughs> yeah she's awesome she's awesome and uh i was kind of disappointed in the the f- season finale like Again, she doesn't just stay with the stay with uh, the Mandalorian. Just like, no, nah, I think I'm gonna stay here. It's like, yeah, come on, you know he's gonna need you later on. You know it. Yeah. So just just ride with him. Ride with him. You weren't gonna leave him to die. Why? So why don't you just stay with him? Just stay with the stay with uh, the child and stay with the Mando and everything's be be a happy little ass kicking family. Oh yeah, but. <laughs> Uh, I don't care about spoiling it because they had enough time to watch the finale. 
But if IG-11 didn't show up, I would have reached through the TV and killed those troopers myself. If they would have punched punched the baby Yoda one more time, I would have reached through the TV and killed them myself. Oh, my God. Yeah, I I felt a rage I haven't felt in I I don't know how long. Just sitting there, opening scene, and those speeder troopers start punching the bag, or the one just punches the bag, what, two, three times? Three times. I'm like, oh, my God. What the fuck? And I, I, I legit thought the other one was going to kill him for doing that. But yeah. nope. They just, but it was funny how they were target practicing and couldn't Missed hit anything. <laughs> Very Stormtrooper-esque. Very. But, so enough about Mando. Can't wait. Uh, fall 2020, it'll come out season two. Confirmed? Yeah. Um, how about that other uh, money rake? That money, that movie that is raking in all of the money, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Will not spoil that one. No spoilers there at all. Uh, we will be, we will glaze over that because I don't n- know who hasn't or who will go watch it. But uh, what thoughts on that? It was amazing. It was. It. I went in knowing that there was going to be a lot of questions having to be answered. And but they answered them all. I didn't have any questions, and I did cry in the movie. I don't care what anyone says. I cried in that movie. <laughs> I was sitting right in between Alyssa and you, and I was crying. Yeah, yeah, that one uh, tugged on the heartstrings uh, probably four times. I won't say on here uh, exactly what, but four times I almost cried, and I can exactly tell you when. But like I said, I will not. Um, it was. Uh, yeah super fucking good um there were there were some like yeah i probably would have done this instead of this but you know what as a whole i uh to recover from what last jedi was or not that it was the worst but it was pretty close to a bad movie um for star wars uh it it answered most of the questions i had but it like if I had any more, I didn't care because of the way that that movie went, the way it just from start to finish just bam, 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 event after event, after event, after event, there was nothing, there was no like event that I feel like they spent too much time on. Like last Jedi, when they spent way too much time on that casino planet, Oh my god! I was like, um, okay, let's, there's another story going on here other than these weird dog horses and, uh, this, these random group of slave kids that shovel shit or whatever. But, but they it, did force broom, which they didn't talk about, but he did use the force to bring the broom to himself. He did, he did, and that was Ryan Johnson's who I believe they axed his his uh rights to do a trivia uh, a trilia a tril a trilogy. Uh Star Wars trivia uh, trilogy. I think they took that away from him. Um I hope so. And then the Game of Thrones dudes got still have the green light to do their own trilogy. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, lots of rumors have floated around about the next movies, what's next for what characters and all that stuff. But uh, we won't talk about that until we know that our listeners have all seen the movie. Um, maybe maybe we'll gather up some uh, other people and do a, uh, 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 a Rise of Skywalker spoiler podcast. Uh, uh, just that and with warnings all about it because that would be fun i want to talk about that movie at great length with a lot of people and get everybody's take on that but as of right now i don't feel it's safe to do so even though it has been a couple weeks but uh, i don't want to be that dude if you will um 
NFL playoff. Yeah, we already kind of talked about that. We don't need to get into the other games because what uh, the Falcons not in the playoffs, Bengals not in the playoffs, Broncos not in the playoffs. It's just Niners Seahawks. Those are, that's the rest of the FIB, right? Uh, Niners Seahawks. Yeah, that's about yep. it. Yeah, well, there's no other fans of any other team, so go fuck yourselves if you are. Um, Niner Seahawks, we already talked about that, and that's pretty fucking awesome if you ask me. We talked about it at the beginning of the season, what this game could mean. It could be meaningless. It could mean everything, and I am glad that it means everything. everything. We're both in the playoffs. No matter what, win, lose, or draw, we're both in the playoffs, but what's at stake is very great. Uh, you cannot uh, glaze over home field advantage. I would love to be playing in Santa Clara. Yeah, yeah. You cannot glaze over the advantage of home field advantage. Yep. So uh, the Seattle wants it super bad because Seattle playing in Seattle is ama- is amazing for the Seahawks because of that fan base and how loud that stadium gets, and we will experience that firsthand tomorrow. Um, I just hope the outcome is different than uh, the week whatever we played and uh, came down to a uh, field goal at the last in, in overtime as the overtime expired. Overtime. So it took five quarters for that game. Let's hope we we can uh, let's hopefully we can uh, wreck shop in uh, regulation. If it. you feel me, yo. For sure, for sure. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get in to. Our season finale. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. (laughs) Haha. A little uh, throwback for that ass, if you will. All right, let's uh, let's start with the uh, losers bracket. The losers bracket will go the eleventh place game to the ninth place game to the seventh place game and then we'll go on to the winner's bracket and because that's what everyone cares about right no i don't care anyway (laughs) yeah only one of us was in the winner's bracket in this room in this room but uh anywho uh all right we'll start let's start with the grumpy bear tyler matchup my kamara stalled on a hill rips apart silent killers this is for the right to not wear the grumpy bear. The loser is in that dirty son of a bitch, which there's a debate on whether I should wash it. I'm probably going to wash it, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> says the guy who's not going to be in it. I'm never going to be in that thing. I'm going to make sure I'm never in that thing. <laughs> probably easier said than done. Yeah. I mean... Oh, there's only one of us in this room who has finished in 12th place, and it wasn't me. Why are you got to talk about all this stuff? What have I done? <laughs> I've always been in the winner's bracket ever since. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get on to this matchup. My Kamara stalled on a hill, got 26 points from Alvin Kamara, and 18 from Ronald Jones, annihilating Silent Killers 113-74. to My Kamara stalled on a hill, took a 21-point lead on Thursday, and never looked the fuck back. Silent Killers has lost their last five in a row. That is what we call a losing streak in the FIB. Silent Killers was led by Miles Sanders with 24 points and Stephon Diggs, who scored 13. 
There was one starter on Savit Killers that left points on the field. Despite being targeted 12 times, Amari Cooper could just only catch four of them sons of bitches. For the winners, several players have been late season stars, most notably Jones and Marlon Mack. During the playoffs, that duo has exceeded their season scoring averages by 61 and 74 percent, respectively. And that is the end because there's no more matchups. So looking at this matchup, uh, Kyler Murray, 14 points for B-Lover. And then for Powder, Dak Prescott, 11 points. <laughs> when Dak, <laughs> Dak B, when, what was that? When Dak's great? Why he, Dak great until he got to be great? <laughs> yeah. Why is Dak great until he got to be? <laughs> James Conner. Three points. Gross. Yeah. Miles Sanders, man. That dude, I'm thinking he might be a keeper. I think Miles Sanders might be a keeper because I'm trying to think who else else Powder would keep. I mean. Baker Mayfield. (laughs) He he did have Baker Mayfield. That was one of his keepers. So, But it cost him absolutely shit for him. Nothing at all. And that's what he got. And he is pretty much what he got. He got the grumpy man. <laughs> so Miles Sanders, maybe maybe Miles Sanders, James Conner, maybe Miles Sanders, Dak Prescott, maybe Miles Sanders, Stephon Diggs. Uh, I don't know. <coughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Don't die, don't die. But uh, yeah, final score one thirteen sixty two to seventy four sixty four. Not a good showing, but I mean, it was it did look good. It did look like he could have came back. He only needed 30 points from Jimmy Graham and uh, what's his face? Stefan Diggs combined. He got almost 18 points out of the two combined. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. But it, we have seen stranger things happen. Stefan Diggs has scored 30 on his own. Jimmy Graham back in the day has scored 30 days, uh, 30 points on his own. So anything could have happened in this wild fucking crazy game we call fantasy football. But uh, congratulations, Brent, on another year out of 12th place. Silent killers, man, powder. I feel for you, brother. I absolutely do feel for you. Um, I picked B-Lover to be in this, I think. Um, yeah, I think I picked B-Lover to be in it solely because I didn't want to see Powder in it. Because, uh, yeah, just didn't want to see him in it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's always next year, right, Powder? I think Thought, thoughts on that. this matchup, Tyler? Um, I love seeing Brent in it because in, our, in my division, he was my biggest competition. He beat me twice, sadly, but it was fun seeing him in the loser's bracket, and I was in the winner's bracket. Um, I was going for powder as well, just for my vengeance over Brent. But, yeah, it's... Sorry, powder. It's going to be fun watching you in that thing, though. There has always got to be a loser. All right, the next matchup, we got... uh, Hefe versus Ed. Oh, God. Hefe versus Edwin. I'm just going to start off by saying uh, I love Hefe with all my heart. But Edwin, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what, what were you talking about earlier with the scores? 
with the scores. Yeah. Oh, uh, I was talking about how Ed should have been playing Powder because Ed deserves to be 12th place for what he's done this season. And oh. putting up 73 points. Yeah. He would have lost to Powder. If he would have lost to Powder. If he was playing Powder for the Grumpy Bear, Ed would be our Grumpy Bear. But he wasn't. He had a first round bye in the loser's bracket. And that's all you can ask for, right? If you're in the loser's bracket, just that buy that you don't have to worry about being in that grumpy bear. Yep, yep, But Mission accomplished. What we got is the Rudy Rediger Renegades. Throat punches, thanks fellas to avenge prior loss. Rudy Rediger Renegades took advantage of a 40.66 points from Ryan Fitzpatrick and 19.6 from Devontae Parker to crush thanks fellas. 124.18 to 73.42. This beatdown was revenge for a loss to Thanks Fellows in their last meeting a season ago. Thanks Fellows was led by Todd Gurley with 16.8 points and John Brown who scored 12.10. Joe Mixon had plenty of chances for Rudy Rediger Renegades and he logged just 73 total yards on 23 touches. For the winning side, a pair of players have been stand up, have been playoff studs, the Minnesota Vikings defense and Joe Mixon. During the playoffs, that duo has surpassed their season's scoring average by 59% and 52%, respectively. Conversely, Rudy Rediger Renegades has several players trending the opposite way. Kyle Rudolph and Justin Tucker have both fallen well beneath their year-to-date averages during during the postseason. Despite the loss, Thanksville has also had a few players performing their best in the playoffs, including Anthony Miller and O.J. Howard. Really? O.J. Howard? He picked him up. He picked him up after he was doing good. Oh, okay. During the postseason, that combo has averaged eleven point five and six point three five points, respectively. <laughs> oh God, topping their season-long marks by seventy-one percent and fifty-four percent. Fifty-four percent. God, they were worse. Yeah. Oh God, they're horrible. On the other hand, the losers had a couple of players who struggled in the playoff spotlight, like Zach Pascal. If you're starting Zach Pascal, you're already wrong. And uh, Aaron Rodgers. I did one week. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> look Christ. at those scores. Uh, Zach Pascal for for Ed's team, one point one. That's a, what a catch for ten yards or eleven yards. Cat. Yeah, eleven yard catch. No, no, no that's no. a it's a six yard catch. Six yard catch. Six yard catch. <laughs> Good for uh, him. Math is hard. Good for him. How about Anthony Miller? Wow, a, a two a, yard, a yard catch. A two yard catch. <laughs> Look what I can do. Yeah, look at uh, look at me. I'm in the NFL. <laughs> he probably <laughs> got millions of that. dollars for that. Look didn't at he? this, Aaron freaking Rodgers in a win against the Vikings. In a win against the Vikings, Aaron Rodgers scores nine point three four points. Holy shit! Jesus. I I know there are teams out there that drafted Aaron Rodgers and the rest of their team, and were in the winner's bracket and did quite well. And they were probably maybe not in the championship, depending on the rest of their teams. But if you had Aaron Rodgers and you were in a championship, you probably lost because of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, A keeper in a lot of leagues, not our league this year, but uh, wow, this – uh, that that is that is not what you want to see happen with a uh, a quarterback of Aaron Rodgers' uh, caliber 
in the fantasy playoffs. So, and on the other end, Rudy Rudiger's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer rubbed his renegades raw. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's magic, baby. It's magic. Scores 40.66 points. That's what you want in a fantasy player, especially at the QB position. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is just, he is a backup. He will be a backup for his entire, the rest of his NFL career. No one will ever put faith in him to be a starter anymore. Um, and because it is his, in, his, he is basically the white Jameis Winston. Changed my mind. No, very much so. <laughs> he's, he's great for like four weeks out of the season. And then other than that, he's garbo. Yeah. On the other hand, Devontae Parker. That dude can ball. Oh, he's been balling out yeah, the last he, couple of weeks. Well, I'm longer than that. Really? Devontae Parker, I think the last half of the season has been probably a top 15 wide receiver the last half of the season. That dude, Devontae Parker, we laughed at. We laughed at uh, Hefe when he got him. But, uh, man, the, dude, the dude's been balling. I mean, of course, he's had some duds. He is a, a Miami Dolphin, so there's going to be some uh, Miami Dolphin games. The, but, lone uh, bright spot, the lone bright spot on that Miami team. Yeah, Devontae Parker. And uh, what was that? what's that? Uh, oh, no, they got rid of Minka Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, what about Minka? But, uh, yeah, they traded his ass away. Yeah. Uh, what about, Ke- what about Kenyon Drake? Oh, yeah, traded yeah, him oh, away, too. Gone because after the first two games, <laughs> losing by a combined, combined total of, what, 70 points to zero? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, I'm out. Like, I would not want to play for a team like that. And so... So do you think, what do you, with Kenyon Drake that I just mentioned him, um, what do you feel about David Johnson's future in uh, Arizona? Seeing how, how Kenyon Drake has played along with that offense and how well he's done, I'd say DJ would probably start looking elsewhere or being a, just a good, if he wants to be a backup, he could be a backup to him, but Kenyon Drake looks very good in that offense. So whatever they're doing the last couple, whenever he started, and that was against the Hawks, right? Or the Niners. The Niners was. He, his... when he balled out against the Niners, and yeah. then after that, we still won, though. But he balled out against us. Yeah, he did. Kenyon Drake was uh, scary. But, uh, yeah, that he has fit right into that Cliff Kingsbury. That's his name, right? Cliff Kingsbury? Yeah. Cliff Kingsbury offense, and uh, has got a. Uh, uh, what do they call that? Uh, rhythm, uh, recipe. What do they call that? Chemistry. Chemistry, chemistry. with uh, Kyler Murray. Kyler and Kenyon. Yeah, Kyler and Kenyon. And then uh, old Larry Fitz. You can never mark him out of the picture. But Would it be bad to say uh, the future is Kyler, uh, Kenyon, and Kirk? Three Ks. Oh, shit. The KKK? The KKK coming for you in Arizona. Yeah, I don't think that's going to market well. Love you, butters. (laughs) I do not think that is going to market very well. But, uh, yeah, so congratulations, Hefe and uh, Ed. Jesus Christ. That uh, you did not do well. You got, I mean, you did better than I did. You beat me once. I beat you twice this year. And yes, I'm counting. Two to one is my record against you this year. Yes, I'm counting. Um, but Jesus, man, I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm not a smart man, but I don't think, uh, uh, I don't think, 
we'll, we'll I'll look at it after I look uh, after I read my matchup here with uh, Chano. Um, <clears throat> but I, I, I venture to say you scored the lowest amount of points if it wasn't powder of the entire season. But uh, uh, I scored fifty points in a week. No, for the entire season. What do you mean? Lowest points for. The lo- total points for a season. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking about Holy for the shit! Week. Same so page. For the week. Get on the page. I'm sorry. I'm on this page. Get on it. All right. All right. <laughs> I mean, I said when... Okay. I'm going to apologize to Ed at the beginning. I did say I love Hefe with all my heart. I do love Ed with all my heart, too, but he that this is horrible. If you're going to... Yeah. If you want to be the big co-commish of the league... Whoa, 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 whoa. Co-commission. Whoa, 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 whoa. I said co-commission. I was in the loser's bracket as well. Yeah, you guys suck. <laughs> Two years in a... No, I was in the uh, lo- I was in the winner's T-dog bracket T-Dog for commission. Hashtag T-Dog for commission. Who are you going to replace? Both of you. Oh, pfft. Yeah, get on my level. Get on your level. All right. All right. <laughs> Edwin, do better. Uh, it, Next year. He, as a As a manager... He's saying At, no, yeah. As a fantasy football manager, yeah, <laughs> I don't better. think either one of us have done anything to get fired. Only I am the only one that has been voted out of this league, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> All right, Hail Mary Jane beats the Untouchables, wins league consolation championship. Woo! God, that hurt <clears throat> Morty to say. Hail! I lost to Chano twice this year. <laughs> Hail Mary Jane. Benefited from the third highest player point total this week from Saquon Barkley with 41.9 points to take down the Untouchables 99 to 89. Hail Mary Jane took a 14 point lead on Thursday and never looked back. And if, the funny thing is, is I don't even think Chano knew he was in this matchup. <laughs> This win was a revenge for the loss to the Untouchables in their last meeting a season ago. That's not even true. That's not even true. I beat him this season. So, uh, anyway, Tyler Boyd led the Untouchables with 29 points, while Carson Wentz racked up another 20. Both sides missed scoring opportunities as Hail Mary Jane had one starter turn in zero points because he was fucking inactive. And the Untouchables also had one that scored zero. That's because Darius Slayton plays for the Giants and they're fucking idiots and they just handed the ball off to Saquon and threw it to him the whole fucking game. <laughs> so Darius, Slayton, Darius Slayton didn't even get a goddamn target. Holy shit. Chubb had plenty of opportunities for Untouchables but could only manage 45 total yards because he's a fucking brown. For the winners, oh several players have been postseason stars, including Barkley and Tyler Higby. During the playoffs, that duo has topped their season scoring averages by 235 and 159%, respectively. On the other hand, Hail Mary Jane had a few players heading in the opposite direction. Peyton Barber, fucking idiot. And Chris Godwin, who is a stud, have both substantially underperformed their year-to-date averages during the postseason. Here, and I believe, uh, what's his fuck? Jameis Winston has a lot to do with that. J- Hail Mary Jane ended the regular season in seventh place with a record of five and eight, perhaps benefiting from some good fortune. They ranked just tenth in the league in scoring average at ninety-eight point five four points per game. 
After a bye in the first round of the playoffs, Hail Mary Jane defeated Rudy Rudiger's Renegades 133-115 on their path to the Constellation Championship. The Untouchables finished the regular season in 12th place with a record of 3-10. and Catching some unlucky breaks, they ranked 4th in the league in points per game with 114. That is fucking bullshit. They played in a pair of previous postseason games this year. In their last game, Untouchables took down Ed's team 126 to 86. The week before that, I beat B Lover 129 to 102. I almost, if I would have beat Chano this week, I would have matched my win total all season. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I would have went undefeated in the postseason. And matched my win total. I would have won three games in a row. But holy shit. What a shit bag of a season I had. I had I had to pick up Deion Lewis late because uh, I had absolutely no other running backs to start. I wasn't going to start Tevin Coleman because he has fucking got two flat tires right now. I had Nick Chubb and I've been leaning on him all year. And he goes and only scores me four and a half fucking points. And then Deion Lewis scores me 9.2. Not the points that I'm accustomed to with uh, Derrick Henry. But uh, Derrick Henry was held back for a, a game that actually meant something to the Titans, which will be tomorrow morning. They will be playing the, who do they play tomorrow? The, the Texans. Texans. The Texans. Uh, that'll be in the afternoon game. Uh, we will see if there's anything for the Texans to play. If not, the Texans will bench their starters. But uh, no, as I lent, uh, all year long, I've leaned on Chubb, Henry, Hopkins, and my Niners defense. And right now, really, Tyler Boyd, a guy that I got in a trade, scored me 29 points. Thank fucking God for him. I kept that, kept me in the, in the mix. But uh, Tyler Higby for Chano and Saquon motherfucking Barkley, Take me down, uh, Morty. Along with Jimmy Garoppolo, throwing having an okay day, getting fourteen and a half points. But uh, <clears throat> Saquon Barkley doing what he should have been doing all season long and scoring forty plus points. Good job, Chano. Congratulations! And next year is my year. I said it first, is Jeff. It I said it first, Jeff. It's my year, not yours. <laughs> all right that is the consolation losers bracket uh let's get into this uh winner's bracket what do you say tyler uh we'll talk about my matchup this tablet just went to crap real quick you want me to pull it up i can get it let's just talk about how uh so, Tyler Lockett sucks. <laughs> and Tyler T-Dog didn't win a single game in the playoffs? I won zero because Tyler Lockett sucks. <laughs> me a, okay, when I was in a game, not the bye before this sixth place, this fifth place game, he scored me 20 points. When I needed him, he scored me a combined total of six points. Are you saying Tyler Lockett is, sucks. The, is the DAC of wide receivers? Yes, he sucks. Mm. Um, he was like, oh, oh, my pussy hurts, oh, my, hurt my shin, I got sticks in the shin, oh, my God, oh. <laughs> and then, well, I mean, Josh Gordon also had a play into it while he, his look got taken away, but, oh, my shin, ow, 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 <laughs> no, 
Uh, uh, Tyler Lockett has balled out all year. Tyler. He did. I ain't gonna lie. He's he's been the reason why I'm at where I'm at right now. But when I needed him the most, he was just like, "Hey man, screw you." Uh. I am opening a beer, and this is for all of you guys who are playing in who played in the winners bracket. This one's for you guys. Thanks for keeping the league interesting. You're welcome. Even though I okay, so I got it now. All right. Fantasy John comes back to beat end zone maniacs. <sighs> okay. <laughs> it sucks reading about your own loss, huh? It sucks very badly. Uh, it's funny how that worked out. Is there a shotgun in the room? Okay. Uh, Fantasy John took advantage of 29.68 points from Ryan Tannehill and 17.4 points from Travis Kelsey to be end zone maniacs 106.88 to 101.56. Pretty close. Fantasy John came into the Sunday night game facing a 3.28 point deficit, but scored 25.7 points for the comeback victory. Fantasy John goes 2-1 this season against end zone. Wait, what? I beat him twice. Okay, whatever. Uh, Fantasy John goes 2-1 against the season against end zone maniacs, including a week 13 repeat comeback, 118-106. to What? Okay, whatever. End zone maniacs was led by Devontae <laughs> Adams with 17 points, 17.10 points, and George Kittle, who scored 16.4 points. End zone maniacs had one noteworthy p- player who wasn't fully in tune with his QB. Hmm. Did he actually do? Okay, my yeah. bad. I guess he did beat me twice. I just he, didn't notice he did, it. He did beat you in week 13. Yay. Okay, um... Oh wow! Look at this. Tyler Lockett could only reel in a single cat, a single catch, <laughs> despite seeing a total of eight targets. <laughs> they were playing the vaunted Arizona defense. Oh my God! Wow! Woo! For the winners, a few players this po- has have been postseason stars, including Tannehill and Adrian Peterson. During the playoffs, the, that duo has outperformed their season score averages by 114 percent and 62 percent, respectively. On the other hand, Fantasy John had several players moving in the wrong direction. Juju Smith-Schuster and Greg, <laughs> and Greg Olson have been substantially underperformed their year-to-date averages during the postseason. Despite the loss, Enzo Maniacs also had a few players performing their best in the playoffs, most notably oh my God, Raheem, Raheem Moster and Robbie Gold. Niner gang. Bang, bang, Niner gang, baby. Bang, bang, Niner gang. During the postseason, that combo has averaged 17.6 points and 11.5. Five points, respectively, topping their season-long marks by 104% and 78%. Conversely, the losers had a pair of players who struggled in the playoff spotlight. Tyler Lockett and Leonard Fournette. Ouch. As I was telling you today, Leonard Fournette's been my most consistent player, scoring me at least 10 points a game. All I could ask for is double digits out of a player, and he's the one guy that could do it. Well, did it. He He did did it. He did not do it. But you know what I did in the playoffs? I blew it. You did blew it. <laughs> but I would tell I would I would tell you what though. Um I don't think I would have made any changes to your lineup whatsoever. Um the Texans balled out on defense for you. Robbie Gold went out and even got you the game winner. Um George Kittle, fucking amazing, best tight end in the world. Goat. And then uh Devontae Adams did well for you. Thanks, Dale. But Deshaun Watson, let's talk about Deshaun Watson. Uh, I think this is a car. This is karma for you. Yeah. 
I yeah, guess it is you, karma. You fucking stole you stole him right not, out from I, underneath I, it was my me. My last pick for like two rounds, and I needed a quarterback, and I knew there were you be a knew, couple going away. You, I told I you. Did it. I or did I not tell you exactly when I was going to get him? That's no, that's not when you told me. You were I get did him. tell no. you I was going to get him in the I fourth. Wasn't the, I was in the moment, and I saw his name. And yeah. I just went with you it. You stabbed me in the back. No worries. So this is... He scored 50 points in a week, and then he combined for the rest of the season 50 points. Yeah. So that's what you get. That's what I'm saying. This is karma. Like, how do you go 50 points and then score three the next week? He, he's a, it's a, that's a, that's a, who is, uh, uh, excuse me, Morty, who is the Titans, or uh, excuse me, the Texans offensive coordinator? That's who. That's why. I don't know. Look at look at uh, Hopkins, probably, arguably, top two, top three receiver in the NFL, and has had a shit season. Yeah, it's I don't I don't understand. He, I don't whatever they did the fifty point game he had. Well, I don't know why they didn't continue to do it because he's had three, he's had six, he's had eight, nine. Yeah, it's it's stupid. But my homie Raheem Mostert balled out for me the last couple of weeks. He's been showing out. Raheem Moster has taken over that backfield. Yeah. And he then, has taken over that backfield, hands down. The dude is, is the dude is awesome. It is weird seeing my lineup now without Odell Beckham Jr. But I will take Devontae Adams away. I'll take Devontae Adams over how he's been lately. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't doing see a uh, o- business with you, Dale. Yeah. Who? Dale. Hold on. I don't uh I don't I don't think that uh Odell Beckham's going to be a top 20 dude anymore. Maybe uh, maybe a top 20. I don't think he'll be a top 15 dude ever again. I mean, like total for a season in NFL. In NFL, I don't think he'll be. And I, he, He's just, if you look at it, divas like that, especially one that started off being a diva this young, his, his fucking shelf life is diminished now. Yeah. There's nobody can trust. You can't trust him anymore because you don't know what he's going to do on the field, you don't know what he's going to do on the sideline, and you don't gonna you don't know what he's going to do on the podium either. It's like just you hate to see such a talent go to waste because of an attitude, a mindset. It's just what the shit you wearing sixty thousand dollar watches and hundred thousand dollar necklaces while you're playing, yeah. and then you're complaining about not getting a ball thrown to you. And why don't you do something about it? Make yourself fucking relevant and stop crying about it. I just can't stand this shit. Gets me fired up about this shit, man. You're multi-millionaire and you're whining and complaining like a fucking baby on the sideline, yelling at your head coach, the dude who can make your life better or worse, and you're screaming at him like a little fucking girl. I just ah God, I can't stand players like that. I can't stand it. No, I can't stand it. Um, two years ago, I figured Odell was going to be on my team for a very long time. I did too. I did um, too. Then I got George Kittle as well, and I'm like, okay, these are going to be my two. These are going to be my two go-to guys every year. But last year, I was like, hmm. The whole offseason, I was debating. I'm like, should I just keep George Kittle? I was like, I don't know if I should keep Odell. But I did, sadly. Did it. I did it. And he underperformed the entire season. He had like one good week for me, and then I was like, finally, if I guess on this last week of before the trade deadline, I was like, anyone want Odell? I'll give you Odell. 
Dale was trying to Real take good. a lot off my hands with trying to get Tyler Lockett, but that was when he was balling out, and I was like, nah, man. Like, you can't take two of these guys away from me. Yeah. But it's all good. Hope I hope that you're happy with not keeping him, and he's going to be on the pickup list for next year in the draft. I'm going to take a random guesser at that and say that Dale's not going to keep him. Who? Dale. Who okay. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know who he's gonna keep. Most likely, most likely he's gonna keep Christian McCaffrey and Michael Thomas. That's that's probably a no brainer. I think Christian McCaffrey is gonna go, and uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey is probably gonna go number one uh, at his average draft position. Will be number one overall next season. Yeah, uh, that's my my feelings, and I'm sure a lot of other analysts feel the same way. Speaking of Dale. Let's get into his and Joey's match up. Or did we want to talk more about you and John? Um, I can't really be too upset about it. We weren't playing for anything. Uh, John is one of my good friends. We uh, like we like Star Wars. I it's one thing we can agree on. We both went for Clemson tonight mm-hmm. for show. Clemson versus Clemson, LSU. Clemson, LSU National Championship. What a fucking game in that Fiesta Bowl. That was, that was dope, dope as shit. That was dope. That was dope. We did a, we did an, uh, what's it called? We did an escape room. So we saw the first quarter and then we got home to see the, the fourth, fourth quarter. quarter. So uh, the first quarter did not look well for Clemson. Uh, we, kind of, we came home and Clemson was winning. And the fourth quarter was amazing. If you didn't watch it, you missed out. If that, I it think was that was pretty fucking exciting. If you look at the history of the college football playoffs, that was probably the best play into the national championship game they've had. I think it's always just yeah. been a blowout every yeah, time. Yeah, the, the uh, playoff games have not been exciting at all. But how about Burrow? Seven oh touchdowns, 403 yards in the first half. First half. Dude is dude's amazing. There's a reason why he's... He's the the uh, Heisman Trophy winner, but uh, <clears throat> but uh, I hope I hope whoever drafts him that that game translates well yeah. because he doesn't have like the laser rocket arm like uh, like uh, Trevor uh, Trevor what's his face Trevor Lawrence or uh, even uh, the other dude that he went up against Justin uh, Fields no Jalen oh Jalen Hurts uh, Jalen Hurts um, he doesn't have that type of arm but his arm is. He does have distance. I just don't think he has the zip on it that uh, the other guys have, and I think that may be one of the marks against him is that uh, that speed out of his hand and the, the velocity on the ball. But what was that thing today? It was like pros, uh, mobile, deep ball accuracy, and then cons murdered a whole football team on live television. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude is accurate as shit. But. He did murder an NFL, uh, a college football team on live TV. If healthy, <laughs> if healthy, get used to the na- get used to the uh, combination of names of Burrow to Green, AJ Green. If AJ Green stays, if he's healthy in and stays in Shinshi. Yeah. If he stays in Shinshi, but uh, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Um, yeah. Uh, how about how about John starting Ryan Tannehill? Oh, Ryan Tannehill. God. I was scraping to get him as soon as what's his fuck went uh, down or not uh, down, got Mariota. benched. Mariota. Somebody jumped it to it, jumped uh, jumped at it, and uh, Johnny Boy got him. Um, but uh, Juju Smith 
Fuck that dude. <laughs> My number one pick in the draft this year was Juju Smith-Schuster. And yeah, I might as well have kept Le'Veon Bell. That's how well, I mean, actually, I think Le'Veon Bell probably scored more fantasy points than Juju did all year. I don't know. I'm just say, spitballing that. I'm oh, just yeah. saying either one of them were, if you had them on your team, you didn't do well. Mm-hmm. And John had both of them after a trade with me. And uh, uh, it's hard. I would have bet a million dollars that uh, Juju would have had a bed, better season than Tyler Boyd. I would have lost a million dollars. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's crazy to even say. It's funny because I think only fantasy owners of Juju and AB are the only people that ever said they hated Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> <laughs> did you see? Did you okay? Next next matchup. Did you see what Joey changed his team name to? Oh, uh, what's his name? The Sh- Schottenheimer. Schottenheimer's kids. Yeah, Schottenheimer's kids. Yep. And that is Joey year after year after year after year proves that he is the Schottenheimer of this league. If it wasn't him, it Such would be Butters. But huh? He's the Bengals of the FIB. When <laughs> well, the Bengals were only Joey good enough w- to Joey be wins in. games though. Yeah, so did the Bengals and they only they always lost wild card. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they are number one in the draft this year now. Oh, yeah. But that's what I've <laughs> called him since day one is that he's the Bengals. He only goes in and loses. He can't win anything. He sucks at what he does. Yeah. He's horrible. He's a horrible guy. So if we put that as a name, he is a Schottenheimer. Yeah. <laughs> I have something to say when you're done talking about this matchup. All right. We're going on to Dale and Joey's matchup. Hawkamaniac beats game underscore blouses. We're going to call him Schottenheimer. Uh, Hawkamaniac got 25 points from Michael Thomas and 24 from Christian McCaffrey to beat Schottenheimer 116 to 94. A late push in primetime on Sunday Night Football wasn't meant to be for Schottenheimer. Hawkamaniac continues their postseason dom- dominance over Schottenheimer, moving their playoff record to 4 and 0 against them. I don't think Joey has Joey ever beat. I don't uh, think Dale? he's ever beat Dale. Oh, no. Okay. The team's last such victory was extra meaningful as it happened in the championship in 2014. There is some salt on that wound. Patrick Mahomes led Schottenheimer with 29 points, while Debo Samuels racked up 13. To Debo. make t- To make matters worse, Schottenheimer had a starter score zero points. DJ Ma- or DK Metcalf. <laughs> <laughs> Bum. Each squad had a player that probably deserved to see more touches than he actually did. On the winning side, Mark Ingram just got 10 touches, but was able to log 91 total yards, while Austin Eckler put up 69 yay, yay, yards on only, what is that? What's 69? Oh, um, a meal for two with a hairy view. <laughs> yeah. 69 <laughs> on only nine touches for Schottenheimer with 28 touches this week for Christian McCaffrey. It means that his touches have now increased in three consecutive games. 
For the winners, a pair of players have been late-season stars, Jared Cook and Thomas. During the playoffs, the duo has bettered their season scoring averages by 95 and 41% respectively. Conversely, Hawkamaniac has two players heading in the opposite direction, the Baltimore Ravens defense and DJ Moore, who I called at the beginning of the year to be a complete bust. I don't know if he was a bust, but he didn't do very well. Have both substantially underperformed their year-to-date averages during the postseason. Despite the playoffs loss, Zach, my back hurts, was playing well in the postseason for Schottenheimer. During the stretch, he scored, uh, uh, he averaged 15 points, exceeding his year-to-date number by 30 On the other hand, the losers had a player who fell flat on the biggest stage, averaging 9.6 points on the season. DK Metcalf tallied 7.13 per game in the playoffs. Morty, that's disgusting. So yet again, Dale makes Hoey his bitch. Yeah, and what did you have to say about this matchup, Tyler? Okay, so uh, there's one thing that you say in this league, and it's you. You got if you score a hundred points, pretty much you win, right? Or you, you, gotta, you have to be you competitive. You have to score a hundred yeah. points in the league to win. Yeah. Uh, the winners bracket. The winners bracket. Um, you'd want. You'd hope that in the last game of the season, that every person in the winners bracket scores a hundred points, right? Yeah, you would think. We all did, except for uh, one guy. Hoey! Exactly. You suck, bum. And all you do is complain. <laughs> all you do is complain. No matter what you do, you just complain. That's all you do. That's all you're good for. Tell him, why no you're mad. Tell him why you're mad, son. Tell him why you're mad. And don't act, I'm not going to let that flow. I still want you to answer my question. I saw that picture. You paying another dude for sexual activity. <laughs> I saw that eggplant going into the peach. Oh, boy. I saw that. Don't act like don't act like you're uh you're slick. I saw <laughs> you're that. You're slick. <laughs> That's funny. I want an answer, Joey. <laughs> no comment. I plead the F I F F. Played the fifth. <laughs> All right, you want to do the uh, well? No, 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 no. Let's talk about let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. I gotta go and give props where props is due. So, Dale. Was on a fast track winning his fourth FIB championship. Oh, yeah, I thought for sure it was happening. Matchups proved otherwise. Look, I mean, you have Russell Wilson, who arguably is the league's MVP, NFL's MVP. Sorry. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was possibly going to be an MVP candidate as well. Just sucks that Carolina was a horrible, they could not piece together a winning combination. Michael Thomas leads the league in wide uh, in receptions again, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, and then Jared Cook, for whatever reason, goes off this season. I think I believe he broke the single season reception uh, record too. Jared Cook? No, uh, Michael Thomas. Oh, Michael Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did beat uh, Jerry Rice's, right? I think it was yeah single season reception mark. No, it was uh, Harrison. Oh, yeah, 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 Marvin Harrison's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then having Mark Ingram as your second running back. Big trust. Yeah, that's big trust, man. That those guys, that is a fucking hell of a squad and there's no there was no secret as to why Dale was in the 
in the mix for the championship yet again. Yeah. Unfortunately, he was not in that game, but he, he would have lost either way. <laughs> he would not have won um, this, uh, this. So um, the next match, well, I mean, Joey, Joey's got Patty Holmes. He's got Patty Holmes and that's about it. Can't even like, stand his voice with my first pick. I'm an Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler. I mean, he did good the first couple of weeks, but I got Austin Eckler. Hold on, let me spit out my chew. Austin Eckler. Sleep on him. I got Austin Eckler in the first. Could have got him in the fourth. <laughs> Could have got him in the fourth easily. <laughs> But I mean, look at it. He was he was playing. He was in the mix for the championship as well. Surprising as fuck. I don't I don't know how he did with the matchup that he put forth on Sunday. He would have beat. He would have. I would have beat. No, I would not. I would have lost to him this week as well. But Patrick Mahomes is a baller, and Julian Edelman is a baller. But Debo Samuels, man, that dude has been a breath. That Debo has been a hell of a breath of fresh, fresh air for the Niners. That's for sure. But uh, congratulations to both these teams getting into the money, if you will, um, for the FIB and uh, doing quite well. I mean, eight and five is nothing to nothing to fucking cry home about. Um, ten and three for for Dale. Oh, no. um, but yes, Hoey. You will and forever be Schottenheimer of the league until you actually bring home the hardware. Speaking of hardware, let's get into the FIB championship. You guys ready for this? Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, no, you can go. Is that what we're doing? No, I accidentally hit a button. I didn't mean to. Oh. That was an accident. (laughs) What did you think, baby? All right. Are we going to drum roll this or what? I don't have a drum roll drop. All right. I should probably get one, right? You should. Next time. All right. So, I'm going to do a... We're doing this super late that this is old news anyway. All right. The Pink Eye Slayers (laughs) beats Freaks and Zeke in the league championship. Woo! Jakey Poo. Not what I predicted, but... Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) The Pink Eye Slayers put up the highest score this week to get the win over Freaks and Zeke. 152.58 152.58 to 124.48. The Pink Eye Slayers ex- exacted a bit of postseason revenge against Freaks and Zeke with this victory. In the team's last playoff matchup, the Pink Eye Slayers lost in the Constellation quarterfinals in 2018. Freaks and Zeke was led by Devonta Freeman with 29.2 points and Melvin Gordon, who scored 19.7 points. Chris Carson ultimately deserved more touches for the Pink Eye Slayers, as he was hurt, as he put up a whopping 60 total yards on nine touches. For the victors, a few players have been playoff studs, most notably DeAndre Washington and Julio Jones. During the playoffs, that duo has topped their season score average by 126% and 63%, respectively. Conversely, the Pink Eye Slayers has a player trending the opposite way. Austin Hooper has substantially underperformed his year-to-date average in the postseason by 28%. Despite the loss, Freaks and Zeke also had uh, several players perform their best in the playoffs, including Dallas Godair and Freeman. During the postseason, that combo's averaged 13.8 and 17.85 points, respectively, topping their season-long marks by 131% and 102%. On the other hand, the losers had two players who struggled in the playoff spotlight, Adam Thielen 
and Cortland Sutton. The Pink Eye Slayers wrapped up the regular season in third place with a record of 9-4. and four. From a points-per-game perspective, they ranked slightly better. They played in a pair of previous postseason games this year on their voyage to the championship. In their last game, the Pink Eye Slayers slipped by Hawkamaniac 146.82 to 142.86. This week before, they beat... In, oh, God, of course you had to throw that in there. The week before, they beat Endzone Maniacs 136.96 <laughs> to 99.52. Thanks, Tyler Lockett. Freaks and... Freaks and Zeke finished the regular season in second place with a record of 9-4, and four, perhaps benefiting from some good fortune. They ranked just fifth in the league in scoring average at 111.18 points per game. Following an opening round playoff bye, Freaks and Zeke defeated Games Blouses <laughs> 129.28 .28 to 110.32. How about Jake? Where's to first? Holy shit. 12-1. Slow clap. Good job, Jake. Good motherfucking job. That is fucking beautiful. You deserve Poetic. that bottle of Jose we, Cuervo. We could not have written this any better. That, uh, what, 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 what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Could not have written the any better, um, worst to first, and did so by absolutely smashing this is the first time, the first time that the league winner would have beat absolutely everybody in the playoffs that week. I've, uh, I've gotten all the way back to 2016 in week 16. The league winner uh, would have lost to other people in that matchup, which doesn't mean shit at all. But you did exactly what you have done all year and that's fucking ball the fuck out and score a shit ton of points and i am scary i, I, I am scary i'm scared of uh what you have become because i did say i did say uh last year i would i did not want to face you in the playoffs and i said after the draft i did not want to face you either um that oh my god the 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 turnaround from Jake's year one to his year three, holy fuck! Well, went from drafting two kickers in the first what five rounds, right? Five or seven rounds, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> to go, I mean, hey, if you have a quarterback combo of Lamar Jackson and Breezes, you got Aaron Jones, hey, and Julio Jones uh, because you know people like to keep Baker Mayfield instead. Um, <laughs> Kenny Galladay balled out for him. Remember when he used to make songs about that guy? Yes, I did make a song about fucking Kenny Galladay. Well, it wasn't about him. It was about Derek Carr. But Kenny Galladay had a uh, a uh, cameo, if you will, in my oh, song. Yeah. But <laughs> Kenny Galladay did. But I ball never out. once I never once mentioned Derek Carr in the song. But it yeah. was about him. <laughs> and Chris Carson did ball out for him while he had him. Sad he got injured, but I guess he didn't really need him. Did uh, not need him at all. 152.58 is, I've looked all the way back to 2016, and that is a record, I believe, for uh, scoring points in the championship matchup. 152.58. Um, the, the biggest hurdle that, biggest hurdle that Jake will have this offseason is figuring out who the fuck is he going to keep. I know he's got old oh, new era eight Lamar Jackson. 
And Drew Brees. Uh, I know what you said earlier about Russell Wilson, but if it was, I'd say, what, six, seven weeks ago, yeah, I would say Russell Wilson was MVP. I think Lamar Jackson has submitted his way into being the league MVP. Yeah, he has. He had him. It's gonna. I would say him, Russell Wilson, or uh, Christian McCaffrey. But the way things have uh, played out, um, I do believe that Lamar Jackson has cemented his way to that. But uh, and if there's uh, any NFL teams watching, uh, QB spy on him. I know he's fast. <laughs> QB yeah. spy. No one does it, but QB spy. That's contain, all you gotta do. Just contain him. Exactly. Maybe you're gonna give up something, but at least you're not gonna give up 150 100 fucking yards. yards on the ground to a goddamn quarterback. Yeah. Um. Uh, 49ers are guilty of that as well. But uh. But I yeah. Mean, technically, but, I guess we could say we shut them down. We scored them to their lowest points of the season. But I mean, it's okay. I mean, so just looking at his current his current roster, Jake's that is, Lamar Jackson, Drew Brees, and he also had uh, Morty uh, Gardner Minshew for a while. So Gardner Minshew, when he was a starter and had no reins on him, dude was exciting as fuck. So he was scoring points too, regardless if he started him or not. I think he had to once or twice. I'm not sure. Um, but Drew Brees, he hadn't, he, he, even if he had uh, a bye week at quarterback, it didn't matter. He had Drew Brees. Yeah. Or actually he rode Drew Brees for, he had to pick up Gardner Minshew because Drew Brees was hurt for a few weeks, if I remember right. But, uh, Lamar Jackson, fucking stud. Aaron Jones, holy shit. I know, I know for a fact Ed is kicking himself over this one because he battled <laughs> on who he was going to keep. Was he going to keep Aaron Jones? Was he going to keep uh, Gurley? Was he going to keep Kareem Hunt? Was he going to who was he going to keep? But I know Aaron Jones was in his thought uh, his thought process. So um, yeah, and then Car- Chris Carson, the dude's a Seattle running back, so you know they're do- going to do well if you're a starter that is anyway. Um, Julio, Kenny Galladay, Austin Hooper was the leading tight end in fantasy for quite a while till he had a skid of being injured. The dude had, the dude had nothing to worry. DJ Chark on his bench, but the dude cut scored touchdowns like they were fucking breaths of air when he was in the game. But it's just, it was amazing. I mean, he had, it was, I'm surprised that he lost four games this year, <laughs> I know. I'm I'm legit. He finished with the same record as Butters, and Butters, holy shit, does it again. He was more of a waiver wire hero this year as opposed to a draft day hero uh, or draft champion. He fucking rode Jim Jameis Winston's shirt tails for the first two weeks of the playoffs, and then fucking in Jameis Winston fashion, fucking four interceptions. <laughs> In the fantasy championship, that I God, I could not stop laughing. I could not stop laughing, but did better than Carson or uh, Kirk uh, Kirk Cousins would have for him. Um, Melvin Gordon, eh, just he did well for the playoffs, uh, almost twenty points. Zeke, oh man, anytime the Cowboys do shitty, it's happy. I'm happy about that. Adam Thielen was his the guy was the guy he needed to show up, and he didn't. Point two, he got two rushing yards. That is it out of a wide receiver. 
That sucks big time. Devontae Freeman shows up. He's the Devontae Freeman of four years ago with yeah, almost scored. 30 points. I remember that when we were we were going to watch Star Wars, and I was like, he has two touchdowns already, and it's only like five minutes into the first quarter. Yeah. I well, thought he was going to have a lot better. He didn't do. He that. didn't do much more after that. Yeah. He got those two touchdowns, and that was pretty much it. But Jake could have. I'm looking at it now. Jake could have possibly scored 200 points, and that's scary because he had the Colts defense on his. Oh bench. yeah, Colts defense on his. Yeah, yeah he, he could have started Cole Beasley and uh, Washington inside of Carson. Yeah, it would have been most definitely 200 points on his point on his uh, score. Yeah. But that I'm gonna toot my own horn, but I beat both the guys in the championship. You did, but I'm in sixth place. In the oh, league. you beat them in the regular yeah, season. Yeah, beat them in the regular season. Yep, 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 yep. I so, lost. Ah. I lost to both these guys. I lost to you, so you won. <laughs> <laughs> with that logic, I'm better than you. <laughs> with that logic, you beat you beat Jake. You beat Butters. I beat you. That means I'm better than Jake. Yeah, I beat everybody. <laughs> Uh, I beat everybody in the winner's bracket this season. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> the only losses came to the guys in the loser's bracket. <laughs> yeah. Other than John. My only wins came from Ed, Chano, and um, who the fuck was the other guy I beat? Me? Yeah, you, you, you. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you, Ed, and Chano. The only people I beat this year in the regular season. I beat Ed again, and I beat B-Lover in the playoffs as well. But that's old business. Let's yeah. get on to this money. If you didn't check your email and see the place, uh, the money breakdown, we'll read it out for you, and then we'll read off the draft uh, draft order. So first place getting 600 clams. Uh, Jake, yay! Woo, Second Jake. place getting 250 clams is Butters. Butters! Third place getting 100 clams is Dale! Oh. And then fourth place, uh, game underscore blouses is Schottenheimer! Yeah, <laughs> And the loser's bracket winner, the jackass, goes to Chano, the brown clown, getting brown 50 clams. Clown. Um, uh, I, every single year that I send this out, Joey has got something to say about the losers bracket winning 50 bucks. The dude that is the winner of the loser bracket goes undefeated in the playoffs, regardless if they're winning the, the winner or the losers play on bracket, you go undefeated in the fantasy playoffs. You went undefeated. Yeah. That cannot go unawarded. And plus, it gives people something to play for, uh, other than the the not motivation wearing. not wearing the grumpy bear or having the Tyler as a license plate cover. Um, That's my name. That is your name. <laughs> when are you going to win the Super Bowl or the FIB championship so it can change? That's the only way it'll happen. Uh, That's next year's my year. year no, no I said it first. I said it first. Oh, we all can't. We all can't win. Well, I said it first, so I win. All right, the bonus monies for regular season highest one-week score goes to Jake for week eight is 177.64 points. Closest margin of loss goes to week 12 loser, Powder, lost to Schottenheimer by .2 points. Yuck. Blue balls. 
highest regular season active player goes to Eddie motherfucking Rock for Aaron Rodgers' week seven performance of 53.76 points. And the regular season MVP, Lamar Jackson. Of course, Jake owns him, scoring 384.98 fantasy points on the regular season. Regular season. Woo-wee! And the team performance for total points on the regular season goes to Dale. Hold on. For his 1,719.52 points on the regular season. He is a baller. And Dan... Postseason MVP belongs to Jake Breezes and Drew Breezes, who didn't get started at all, but he is the MVP of the postseason on his bench. <laughs> <laughs> and if it wasn't, if it was, if we didn't take him, if we, if we said, well, you can't have Drew Brees because it, uh, he isn't started. Well, calm the fuck down. It would have been Lamar Jackson. So, <laughs> Jake, yeah, I was about to say, enjoy Lamar your Jackson either yeah, way. He, he, yeah, it would have gone to Jake no matter what. So, twenty five bucks goes to Jake for having the two highest fucking scoring players. <sighs> All right, most points, uh, most points in the postseason weeks fourteen through sixteen goes to Jake again. Four hundred thirty six point thirty six points. God damn congratulations Jesus. to all you cocksuckers who got money. I didn't. <laughs> Me either. But you know what? I I get to talk to all of you guys and you guys get to listen to me whether you like it or not. <laughs> well, I guess you can choose to not download this or listen. But uh all right. What we've all been waiting for, the 2000 Want me to do this? Yeah, the 2000 uh 20 FIB draft season seven coming at you this Labor Day weekend. What is the draft order, Tyler? At number one, we got Powder. Number two, we got B Lover. Then we got number three with Eddie Rock. Four, Hefe. Number five, Tommy T. Number six, Brown Clown. Number seven, myself, T Dog. Eight, Fantasy John. Nine bum. Oh, sorry, sorry, said that wrong. Scottenheimer. Uh, <laughs> Schottenheimer, you said that wrong whatever, twice. Well, whatever. It's bum, anyways. <laughs> ten. Fucking Dale. Hold on. <laughs> sorry N- about that. Number eleven, Butters, and number twelve, Homer. Homer. So yeah, you powder. You are on the clock. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's gonna be fun, guys. Uh, just remember. Uh, that the extra money that we Venmoed or however the hell you got the money to add for Jake's ring this year <clears throat> will be added on to your dues to join the FIB next season. Uh, so instead of 110 clams, it'll be 120 clams to join the FIB next season. Um, if for whatever reason you feel you cannot be a part of the FIB anymore, please let us know sooner rather than later. I I am only saying that because I'm the commissioner, I have to think about the worst case scenario. But I believe that all 12 of us will be back 
in full, ready, ready to talk shit and be competitive, like always. Um, just yes, if something happens for whatever reason, please just let us know so we can get a replacement in a more timely fashion. But like I said, I'm just like hopefully this is all just wasted energy of me talking about it. But I am so fucking pumped for year three in Yakima for Labor Day weekend, for draft weekend, more importantly, um, seeing all 12 or 11 of your amazing, ugly fucking faces on that weekend. God, I can't wait. It is the best weekend of the year, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. I already have it marked down in my calendar and everything. It's mm-hmm. it's ready. For the record, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. My favorite event is FIB weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, we've been yakking for about an hour and 20 minutes. One thing about the draft, though, is I can't wait till I know this. can't wait for the next season, but the one after, we're finally going to get our Vegas draft that we've been waiting for. The that is what we have been talking about, guys. We've been talking about years it for years. years. Um, uh, T-Dog will be finally of legal drinking age. And uh, I feel like we should take advantage of this in uh, year eight. Yeah, right. Yeah, year yeah. eight of the FIB and setting off year 20, uh, 2021 right and doing this shit in the city of sin. Oh, yeah. And if it's not the city of sin, something similar. Like um, but I don't know. All but, I can uh, picture is a Hangover 4 movie out of all of us. We got to do it. <laughs> we draft in two hours. Where's Black Doug? <laughs> or where's White Doug? Excuse me. <laughs> where's White Doug? But uh, anyway, um, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I can't speak for Ed, but I know that he is just as excited as I am as the success that we had this season as a league. Not a whole lot of drama. Everybody got along for the most part. I mean, everybody hates Dale, but uh, we all, for the most part, got along. Hate, <laughs> Just kidding. Joey. Just kidding, Dale. <laughs> Joey. <hate> Joey. <laughs> Tyler and Schottenheimer. Uh, yeah, that's that's just uh, some friendly banter. I don't know how friendly, but banter anyway. <laughs> But uh, no, it's it was another successful season that could not have happened without the participation of all twelve managers. Um, Powder, uh, hopefully you will be able to make it next year. As I mean, I'm I'm just assuming that everybody else will as well. Um, but let's let's just make sure. Let's try and put our best foot forward here and uh, do the best that we can to get all twelve of us together. Something that has yet to happen. But the last two years, we've gotten closer and closer and closer. So I feel that this, that year seven of the FIB will be that year that we have all 12 managers in one spot for draft weekend, partying until we can't feel feelings and until we make bad decisions, especially on draft day. (laughs) In drafting Juju Smith-Schuster with your number one pick, and all things go to shit. That's what I hope for all of you. <laughs> Much love. <laughs> Much love. And in uh, the spirit of tomorrow's matchup, 
against the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers in CenturyLink Field on Sunday Night Football. Tomorrow, I have a little, uh, our, our outro music will be in light of that, or not in light, in spirit of that. So, if, without further ado, I am your... Lord Commissioner Tommy T, and to my right, I got T Dog. Love you, homies. Yes, thank you again for an awesome season of the FIB. And here we go some E40 for that ass. Uh-oh.